was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front when I gave my truck the reins. Barreling down I 35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space, be that. Hey there, howdy. Thanks for tuning in and telling friends you hang out right here, wherever here is, on the other side of Texas, taking it on from a different angle, raving on from the studios where Buddy Holly became famous. Glad you're here with us. Let us know what you think as the show goes along. You're welcome to text in 806 745 5800 right here in. The Racer Car Wash Studios voted Lubbock's Best Wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across the Hub City. When you visit the Hub City for the best wash around, guaranteed, racerwash.com. Just walking in, wow, a Quanta Parker November afternoon. I'll tell you what, um, the wind kicking up as the sun is going down and we had cross country tonight. Uh, Grace is uh, 11 and has made the cross country team for her elementary school here in Lubbock and big Lubbock cross country meet at May Simmons Park, i.e. the only hill in Lubbock or around and uh, came in 29th. I think a couple hundred kids. That was good and uh, just closed up and raced down martin luther king boulevard to the studios hey coming up uh we're gonna have mike bazaar it's bazaar solutions get into technology questions we get from you guys uh your questions you're always welcome to submit j at other side of texas.com some big facebook facebook frauds going down i always say uh you're your facebook addicted aunt things that they might fall for but you might as well uh mike bizarro covers some of that ground and then if you haven't heard the big news out of the panhandle today is that the new double a baseball team is indeed the amarillo sod poodles and lots of controversy here about where the term sod poodles came from uh whether that was planted how it came about i've visited and we'll talk about this a little bit later ali allison be joining the program she's with news channel 10 in amarillo and we'll talk about the origins of the term sod poodles i've had historians in texas look at it i've had people texas monthly look at it we don't know the origins of this term they say it's what the pioneers called sod poodles but maybe the pioneers like way out west uh, that was not the case, but we're going to get into it nonetheless. The sod poodles and listen to a little sod poodle music too, uh, coming up. Uh, stick right with us, Mike Bazaar, joining us. I'm just getting warm again, and uh, we'll we'll get it fired up right here after the break, right here on other side of Texas. He is Mr. Mike Bazaar, Bazaar Solutions. Get into a little technology. I know you guys enjoy listening to that here on the program. Mike Bazaar, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm glad that you're here. We all have that aunt, the crazy aunt, crazy uncle, and all they do is stay on Facebook all the time. <laughs> and lots of other people do too. But a whole new level of, in the holiday se- holiday season... Like this time of year, Themed right? yeah, frauds. Cher- cher- well, we'll talk about a bunch of different ones that tend to crop up a lot, but there are always anniversaries around companies that are fake right now there's a lot of fake charities that pop up people are in a given mood so a lot of fake charities will pop up can you imagine being the people at facebook who surely there's a division to communicate frauds a fraud that's out there but the one don't follow so and so because it's a scam account and everybody 65 and older sends you a message about it (laughs) Right? It's, yeah. You have to think that if you're sitting in the Facebook dumb scam department. You just shake your head. Like, man, I gotta, this is what today is. Like, every day you go in knowing yep. that you're so, going to have to shoot down the messenger. They uh, do. They go around scam. and around. So have you seen, like, the one that always drives me nuts is the, we have 40 RVs, and they've been, quote, unwrapped. 
so we can't resell them. And so instead, we're going to give them away on Facebook. Like, No, I hadn't seen that. Oh, I've seen that. And it's the inside of the RV is like this fancy, you know, I mean, it'd be a $150,000, $200,000 RV. Like, they're not giving that crap away. They mm-hmm. just, it's not, not how it goes. And so the thing that you always have to remember is if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And nobody will give anything away unless they're getting something in return. I don't care who it is. If it's Disney, if it's Southwest Airlines, if it's an RV place, at a minimum, they want your name and your phone number and your email so they can market to you. So they'll do giveaways, but nobody's going to just give it away for free. Like this page. Okay, so what's when there's a couple of uh, examples of what's coming up now. So, yeah, so there's uh, one that is that I saw earlier today was uh, Costco's 50th or 75th anniversary. So like this page, and we'll give you a Costco gift card for $75. Um, not going to happen. I see the Southwest one go around a lot. So Southwest Airlines and Disney happen a lot where they're giving away tickets to Disney or tickets on Southwest. And the thing you've got to look at, and a lot of places will do this, is it'll be Southwest dot airlines or southwest airlines period dot co right well they just they put a dot somewhere in the facebook name Mm -hmm. because then it isn't southwest and so if if you really think they're doing the giveaway i always tell everybody go back to that company's web page or facebook page and go look because their official page will have it if they're really doing it and 99.9 percent of the time it's not or do a quick google search snopes and those guys will all pop up that most of the time that's all fake and so there's a, a Secret Santa one is one that comes up. It's the Secret Santa Sisters, I think. Um, let me see if I can find Yeah, Secret Sister. It's basically a chain letter that goes around, and it says um, send a $10 gift, um, and you'll get 6 to 36 $10 gifts back. Mm. And so if you want to do that, comment, and I'll send you all the instructions. And the truth is a lot of the time they try to get you to send stuff to people that either don't exist or to them, um, and it's a bit of a scam. Now... If you so wanted, it's like a hyped-up Nigerian prince thing. Yeah, but it's like is that ten. What it was it's, Nigerian <laughs> prince. Yeah, yeah, Nigerian prince. <laughs> okay. And so he he won the EU lottery and was going to give you billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's the one. Um, you'll see a lot of charity scams, made-up charities, fake charities. They'll come off real close to it. So again, it might be Red Dot Cross instead of Red Cross or something. Uh, again, look up the charity. There's a bunch of charity kind of watchdog sites you can go out and check and see if they're for real. Or the big thing is just if you want to donate, go straight to their webpage and donate. Don't do it through Facebook. Be skeptical. If somebody calls you and says, you know, we're collecting money for whatever, like I just I don't give money over the phone. So if I think your cause is worthy, then send me some mail yeah. or something and I'll... Let's go off the beaten track. We didn't talk about this in the pre-show, but Jennifer sent me an email um, and she wondered if it was, um, is it true that the Library of Congress records every tweet ever sent? I don't know okay. if that is true or not. Deleted or not. Yeah, so there there are some archiving sites that are around on the internet, um, and I haven't looked at one recently, so I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but they essentially are archiving when tweets are done, like their whole thing is just to snap and pull information. We're all and done. So, that's it. A lot of news sites will go back and, and repost stuff because so-and-so put up a picture and it was risque or you know racist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they delete it, but these other sites have got it. And so you can go out and catch them. And so they're following, and, and that's what they're trying to do is just catalog all this information and wow. archive it hmm. so that people can't delete their mistakes. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about designed obsolescence for a moment. Yeah. Uh, Apple now has a chip that if you... Yeah, so you mess with, and this is on what their newest device is. Yeah, it's actually in the last two models that they've done of, of laptops, has this T2 chip, and they're selling this T2 chip as it's better for encryption and what security. What about iPads? Uh, not in the iPads yet. Sweet. Yeah, you're, you're safe. Um, and so, what it is is this T2 chip on one level is a good thing, right? It's good to have an encryption chip and it makes it faster and a bunch of other stuff. So they're, they're coming at it from that side. The other side of it is if you get your device repaired, certain pieces of the device, and they've even said what that list is, like which repairs it is, but if you get a certain piece of hardware replaced in your MacBook and the person that replaced it doesn't have access to the software from Apple, which means they're not an authorized shop, then your computer may not work anymore. And no. you'll have to take it into Apple or whoever. Where in Lubbock it. is an authorized shop? So Simply Mac in the mall um, is is authorized. 
And then I don't know, there's um, the Super Geeks off of 66, they'll work on Mac stuff, mm -hmm. but I don't know if they're actually authorized or if they just know what they're doing. Yeah. And that's the problem, is there's a lot of places like that, like Battery Joe, they'll replace your screens on your cracked whatever. And they're not really, you know, Apple authorized. Doesn't mean they can't do it, but there's certain things like that. And now if you break a laptop screen, we do it in our office. Like we got some churches and stuff and hey, we shattered the screen. You could buy them off Amazon or eBay or whatever and you go buy it and we stick take the laptop apart and replace it. Mm -hmm. But going forward, if we replace certain parts because we aren't, you know, have the blessing of Apple, we don't have the access to that software and we won't be able to run it, which means your computer won't work until you go back to somebody who can. But that involves a screen, and we and we, we don't know. Just... Nobody that Apple hasn't said what parts. They've just said that there's certain parts. You have an iPhone. I do. I would think that you were an Android guy. No, so uh, because you know so much about I don't, the I don't, open source and it is, but I don't tinker stuff with it. I don't understand. Like I just want, especially with my phone, I just want it to work. Uh -huh. And the iPhone just works. And not that Android phones don't, but I feel like over time Android phones don't work as well or have had other issues and they're you know they talk about fragmentation and all these the way they update and a bunch of other stuff and apple controls it and it has worked better no. but there are annoyances like i want google maps not apple maps but apple isn't going to let you change the default from apple maps because that's what they want you to use yeah. and i find that annoying uh it's a little bit off the beaten path but pete asking on the text line should Facebook and Twitter be federally regulated? Should they become, uh, I guess what he means is a utility. Uh, and that, now we're getting you, Mike Bazaar, into yeah. the political weeds. Well, and that's, and, I, and that's to me is what do you want regulated is the real question, right? And, and so I tend to say no because I just don't want stuff regulated in general. If you don't like Facebook, get off it. Same thing if you don't, you know, I mean, if you don't want to use a product, you can walk away from it. That's what free market capitalism essentially built on and and so i don't necessarily think it should be regulated now i do think there should does, be privacy regulation utility yeah. that it should be become a federal utility yeah and i just i think there should be regulation around data and privacy and how they control the data and i should be able to get from facebook what data they have on me and ask them to remove it so i think that kind of regulation if you want it should be there um but i I don't know. I mean, I it's... think that it, well, it is an interesting topic because if a company is not a company is not responsible to provide free speech, it yeah. can shut down the sort of speech that it, a yeah. privately held company. Yeah. But when Facebook becomes, and this is the assumption I get from the text, the two texts now, is that there becomes a point in time where social media whatever platform we're dealing with twitter and facebook right now where they become as necessary in day-to-day -day life as other utilities yeah. maybe not water but so far as communication a telephone yeah. um certainly not electricity but somewhere between electricity and and below telephone and and, and, and i would so say i mean whenever a company can limit speech and that's the main medium of speech then maybe it is time to take it over. Yeah, and and I mean that's a hard. I don't know. That's a hard question because I get it, right? I mean, and that's why I think Twitter for so long didn't want to pull down. Um, blanket on the dude's name, the Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones. Come on, Twitter didn't you pull don't remember his stuff. Alex Jones. I just blanking on his name here, but anyway. So, the, I think the reason why Twitter waited so long to pull it when Leave everybody else alone, jumped. You idiot. <laughs> Everybody else pulled some, it real quick. Is Alex Jones? Is because no, hold, hold on, this is the good one. Yeah. Do you think I am like oh shocked by it? So I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Do you understand? This <laughs> crap. You understand that bizarre? <laughs> but the problem becomes. Breed, isn't he? I mean, he is protected. Yep. To talk about gay frogs, yeah. Um, yeah. but who's who's doing the limiting? Well, and so that was what Twitter, you know, because a bunch of people were mad at Twitter because they held out several weeks after Facebook and YouTube and everybody else were dumping their, you know, all of his outlets. And then finally they said he crossed a line and, you know, violated whatever, and so they, they pulled all of his, uh, his accounts. And so it's hard because I... It, 
if you're going to use it to communicate with people, then you're going to use it to communicate with people. But what happens to Twitter if it becomes a government pro- you know, product? Is it going to stay as important or are people going to walk away from it? Because I think it'd stifle all of the development that happens around it. Yeah. Um, our friend, mutual friend, Cliff Wilkes. Yeah. Federalize social media is the question. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Alexander Graham Bell... Uh, would one? What's the dork who owns Facebook? Zuckerberg. Um, Zuckerberg. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to release See? all my. I didn't remember messages. Alex Jones. You didn't. Okay. So even Zuckerberg, <laughs> old Zuck. I'm sure that uh, Alexander Graham Bell would like to be in uh, Zuck's position right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd have to go back and look at history. But yeah, his his device was implemented. Yeah, and I mean, but uh, it's. To me, the scary part is it goes back to where do you get your news, right? So people get all their news off of Twitter and Facebook, and they've curated their own viewpoints. So they live in a bubble, but mm-hmm. you can't force somebody to watch some other viewpoint, and so they won't be exposed to it. And then I remember, you know, college and after that, all of my friends, they were getting all their news from The Daily Show, and I thought, what a travesty. Not because Jon Stewart wasn't funny, but that's not where you should go get all your news. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a good way to educate yourself yeah. on this stuff, you know? Well, and then people could turn around and say, well, where do you get yours from? And um, Facebook or uh, Fox News or CNN or whatever the case yeah. might be. So. Well, that's it. But I would rather go get it from news sites. The hard part is some of them are, are biased, and that's a whole different conversation when you get talking about some of the articles and some of the people. But I'd rather go try to read two or three sides, you know, of a story and then figure out that the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And so, well, anyways. So just to clarify, with text coming in, I think that it's a conversation to be had, and here yeah. we're dragging you into the middle of a political discussion, Mike Bazaar, but I think it's a discussion to be had that if the main medium through which this quote-unquote news yeah. is being sold, whether you're Jon Stewart or you're Alex Jones, um, that you can be limited in that speech by a private business, which is the main medium, has established itself as a main medium, then that's a problem. Because yeah. what happens one day if I jump on the show and, I, like, I take a lot of heat because I rave on and, like, I'm all for public education. But there will be times where I take – I don't do it all the time because I think it makes for bad listening. I wouldn't want to listen to somebody do the gospel power hour on a show like this and talk about, you know, talk about all sorts of social conservative viewpoints. Yeah. Um, but that maybe one day in 20 years, Facebook decides if you hold these positions, that's hate speech, and we'll shut you down. Yeah. And that's the main medium, and you shut people down. I, I think it's a fair discussion. And, and to me, the the scarier part is it pushes the division that we have now, where everybody's either moving more left or more right, and and not wanting to come into the middle and have conversations and work things. And that's the problem is when you start limiting, you can't say that, but you can say this. You're pushing people into their curated views and further and further away from the middle, and less stuff gets done. So can Facebook hammer? Let's go back to the Facebook scams that we'll see coming up uh, give to this charity during the holiday season yeah. whatever charity it might be yeah, um, keep dumping your money in the red bell outside of walmart uh, christmas ornaments for orphan dolphins okay let's just say that that's <laughs> an important one. subject um dolphins need ornaments too don't judge dolphins there's the scam i've just made okay the point of me doing that scam is to get a credit card number so it's it's a couple of things. One, it may just be information. Information sells, right? So even if I can get a bunch of names and emails, I can try to sell that for pennies. And But if all i got to do is create some scam and it goes viral, then I can do it for very little effort and zero money. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the time it's names. They'll, they'll If they can create lists, they can sell those lists to other marketing organizations. Hey, here's lists of all the people that love dolphins. Of all the really dumb people out there, here's a dumb people yeah. email. And that could be sold at a premium. Uh, yeah. But so does Facebook have recourse? Do they go So if it gets reported as scam, they'll look at it and they'll try to pull it. Well, pull it, but do they go after these folks for Most using Most of them their... don't. Yeah. No. I mean, I think it depends on what it is. Microsoft has a whole digital crimes division that does nothing but try to hunt down bad guys. And if you're breaking the law and abusing, you know, the Internet and everything else to do it, they're coming after you to try to shut you and your servers and your ransom and your hacking and whatever down. But the problem is, is most of these scammers, they're they're hard to chase down. But Microsoft and they pop up is so working fast. through what? 
through their own, I mean, they're looking everywhere, right? So they're looking for sex trafficking. They're looking for drugs on the dark web. They're looking for people that are doing these Microsoft telephone scams where they call you and say, hey, your computer has a virus. Like on there, like, again, we're back to the Apple thing, but I use Safari. Yeah. Uh, or Firefox. But what's the, is it still e-explorer, internet no, explorer? No, it's called or? Edge. But but even Microsoft isn't even concerned about that. Like, if you use Chrome or you can get Safari on your Windows, it doesn't, you know, Firefox, no. whatever. But they're out looking for people that are trying to hack and make their platform of Windows less secure. But just because they're hacking Macs, let's say, Microsoft will still go after them. They don't care. Their, their digital crimes division is really out there to try to stop digital crime they don't care where it happens, right. which I think is a good thing. They're taking a lot of money and they plow it back into it. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, so you'll see all these scams popping up and they're trying to get you to like their page, share their information, tag a bunch of friends. And the other thing they can do out of that, and you don't realize it till you kind of put your tinfoil hat on and run down the, the, the hole is if to win this fake promotion, you have to tag 10 friends. Now I know who 10 of your friends are. 10 are, other dumb, dumb that, people. Well, but, but they're good enough friends that you tagged them in a stupid promotion which means they probably will listen to whoever. So now I can send those guys asking for money on your behalf, and they may be dumb enough to fall for that too, right? And so you can build these lists to figure out who your friends are and who your contacts are, and now I can send you is an it, email that seems more credible to try to get you to click a link and steal a password. Is it under the veil of this new Facebook thing, hey, today's my birthday, I'd like to, on on behalf of my birthday, I would like for you to give $150 to this. Is that what they're they're playing under that ploy? Some of it. But like yeah. I say, they're just out harvesting information. But Facebook doing that, Facebook's doing it with good intentions, raise money for charities. But it makes it easier for somebody to create a fake charity and try to stick it into Facebook's system. And now somebody, instead of St. Jude's Hospital with an apostrophe, they pick St. Jude's Hospital without the apostrophe, and some dude in Pakistan's getting your money. Mm. Right. The LLC without the comma. <laughs> Mike Bazaar, uh, tell folks how to get a hold of you. Yeah, so our website's just bazaarsolutions.com, B-A-Z-A-R, or uh, 806-853-7757. And Bazaar Solutions does? We do IT for businesses all around town. All right. In West Texas. All right. Mike Bazaar, thank you, buddy. Thanks, man. Another Always good fun. one. Crazy Ant. Crazy Ant. to Facebook. Yeah. Hey, uh, going to get in uh, another kind of crazy story going down. The, the sod poodles. Now in Amarillo, I'm all for it. I, I bought $80 worth of merchandise today. Yes. I'm, I'm down with some sod poodles. Talk about those sod poodles here in a minute. And you get in with some theme music, too. Stick right with us here. One of my favorite stories in Texas right now. And it just happens to be on the street side. Allie Allison will join us there in Amarillo. Right here. From the studios where Buddy Holly became famous. Stick right with us. One text out there from Brent. What about H-E-B in Lubbock? I don't know. And we're going to look at that tomorrow. H-E-B, some outlets saying, hey, H-E-B's coming to town. Could be at the South Plains Mall in Lubbock. First of all, South Plains, don't get me started. Secondly, I don't know. We're going to be checking that out. Maybe call some folks at the city and see who's pulled permits to get to the bottom of it. But what we want to get to the bottom of now is today, Amarillo. Uh, the baseball group there in Amarillo announced that their new team is going to be the Sod Poodles. How about a little Sod Poodle music? Um, I'm not sure who this is singing this, but it's on YouTube. Became a little bit of a sensation there in the golden spread. And I'll let you hear what a lot of folks well, are going to start just hearing. like a little yipping dog, a little bit smaller than a big groundhog. They run real wild and they smile all the time. They used to be called prairie dogs, but that won't work for double A ball when it's the bottom of the ninth and the game is on the line. They are the sod poodles, sod poodles, that's right, they are the sod poodles. And when you come to our rough and rugged town, you might laugh and point and say, oh lordy, man, their name's insane. But you won't be laughing when you get beat down by the sod poodles, sod poodles. That's right, they're called the sod poodles. You won't be laughing when you get beat down 
by the sod poodles, sod poodles, that's right there called the sod poodles. Cheer them on so they don't stay underground. So grab a beer, a couple hot dogs, kick your legs back, maybe catch a foul ball. Cheer on them pups, man, they sure are good. And when the seventh comes, stand up and stretch. Eat a big old pretzel without regrets. Them pups will win just like we knew they would. Cause they're the sod so, poodles, sod poodles. There you go. That's right, they're called With sod some poodles. Sod be poodles. careful that is when you're driving Carson into the Leverett. wind. Might be hearing that in the seventh innings. Allie Allison is with News Channel 10 in Amarillo. The uh, we get everything downwind of you, Allie. And uh, <laughs> what I've heard thus far, a lot of people excited. Uh, I think probably more than a few not excited that the name of the new AA team is going to be Sod Poodles in Amarillo. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. Hey, I'm glad to talk to you. Uh, Y'all, I I can't even tell you. I saw people going crazy. I saw one lady that had a French poodle all manicured up and had a big, you know, like a red circle with a slash through the side that they had painted on their own poodle. Somebody called (laughs) Peter. They were parading it uh, around. Some people can't believe that that's the name and i've talked to a lot of old timers jay and nobody has ever heard a prairie dog called a sod poodle mm-hmm. you know uh <laughs> let me throw in here for just a moment i've no i've not known i didn't have pre-knowledge but i just thought why would you not and we'll go over some crazy double a team names it's just kind of the niche with double a's but Here's Brandon Roddinghouse, and we're going to run a series by Brandon Roddinghouse. We've already got it up there at OtherSideOfTexas.com. Knows Texas history. Matter of fact, Brandon Roddinghouse, Allie Allison at the University of Houston, is okay. such a Texas history nerd that for spring break, he took his children from his uh, two boys, I believe it's two boys, two Roddinghouse boys from the coast up and took Charlie Goodnight's trail up into the panhandle. Uh, <laughs> so he knows a thing or two about Texas. I asked yeah. Charlie Rodney, and of course there's a great uh, Facebook uh, group that a lot of people may follow called Traces of Texas, always putting yeah. up little bits of Texas history. Traces of Texas doesn't know where this term comes from. And Brandon Roddinghouse looked in the regional vocabulary of Texas by a guy named E. Bagby Atwood, like the go-to okay. source. It looks through the S's. There is no sod poodle, but Branding Roddinghouse also added, there is such a thing as a terrestrial squirrel. Um, and then said that maybe a terrestrial squirrel wouldn't be such a good name for a team. So here's here's what I'm, where I want to get. First of all, I've, I've already bought, hold on, let me pull up my email right quick. I've through the MILB store, I guess that's where you buy AA equipment. I've already put, yeah. I put in an order of $87.63 a day. I've got my hats and my shirt coming. I'm, I'm all in favor. And people, and people in Amarillo, of course you love it because it's not, uh, it's not you down there in love. Um, but the argument is this, that there was a marketing company that came in and they put out public solicitation on names and then they came down with four or five right tell us what those were well you know we had the jerky we had the long haulers the boot scooters uh those were kind of the top three that that people the amarillo jerky (laughs) okay now listen I, can't you see? I can see the long haulers. I can see, you know, we had, we had a guy call today uh, to News Channel 10 and said, hey, I know they, they did the name. Uh, they're calling it the Jalapeno Hot Poppers. Isn't that going to be a great name? I'm like you. We, we love to watch baseball. We love sports. We love, and it has been fun. But what in the world? People are mad, and, and whenever – Whenever they came out today with the uh, graphics, have you seen them? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you have already. I've got three, 
three pieces of merchandise coming, Allie. <laughs> yeah, I've but seen the graphics. The, the graphics look pretty good, but but could what if we just said the prairie dogs? Would that have been so bad? Well, wasn't Lubbock was already something like the I think it was prairie dogs. Were they? You okay, know? okay. Listen, I don't, I don't know if there's there's like a a statue of limitations on that or or what it might be. <laughs> well, here's what I did here. And and I and but, I okay, really hold, hold on before you get into that, what okay. you did here. But is it that there are just a few in the minority who yell the loudest and make it sound like a majority, or do you think there is a firm <laughs> group of people who are really opposed to this new name? I think, I think that people once we had it and we've been talking about it. Ed Montana wrote a song, Carson. We just heard a great song. I really think that the, what's going on in Amarillo, I think that we don't have that many that hate it. I think now that it's been out there, I think people are like, well, you know, okay. The ballpark's getting closer to being done. And and folks, okay, well, you okay. know. So what was the thing you were going to bring up before I interjected? <laughs> you have heard. Well, you know, you know, I, I was laughing so hard because uh, all the prairie dogs, a, a friend of ours, uh, put up put up a bunch of pictures, and they are so chubby. Have you seen the prairie dogs? They just kind of lays around mm-hmm. and they sun and and they just eat, and it is just so funny because I, I asked Dr. Vinaclausen out at Timber Creek that Greg Vinaclausen, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna start selling them. He's gonna start cloning them like they do. You know, equine, and he said, "Hey, we may be onto something here. We can sell some real live dog poodles. He's got about a thousand of them out there." Uh, yeah, and that has morning. to be some form of domestic terrorism, okay? Because <laughs> we used to put we used to put tubes in the ground and smoke these things out. Like there was a whole federal program to do it right. back in the Depression era. Vinaclausen needs to get his head together. I'm going to get him on the show. Uh, he doesn't need to clone them. They they regenerate so fast. I mean, they they look at rabbits and say, "Hold my beer." Right. Uh, right. Uh, well, right. So that's right. Guys. But it, it is- bears context here. Tell us, Allie, those of us who don't live in Amarillo, the stadium itself came with some controversy, right? And then people yes, went along did. with it, and now, wait, we built this stadium, and tell us how much it was, what kind of ire there was involved in that and then maybe that this is just my assumption but maybe that feeds into painting a a circle with a with a a slash through it on the side of your prize winning poodle (laughs) french manicured well here's the deal every since you know we voted for the ballpark and and people said you know that is not what what you took to the to the voters is not what has happened and so there's been controversy. how much was the ballpark i don't have the exact i, I want to say you know it started at maybe uh, a number and then maybe it went 20 more million above mm-hmm. that and it, paid for by <laughs> hotel occupancy i would imagine right and, and you know they built a big parking garage mm-hmm. and and so the money from the parking garage and some some downtown Redoing and maybe some uh, hotel motel, but people said, "Hey, what, what you what we voted on is not what we've ended up with," and so you're exactly right. The people are like, "Now wait a minute, and you're going to call it the sod poodles? What is going on?" Because so, people, based upon folks that I've had respond on social media today, especially people in Amarillo, you know we. Folks have been tuning in Amarillo because of the Regent Gate stuff and gotten some following up yeah. there. And what, what the response I've been given is that what we're what we're mad about, what some are mad about. Okay, how many ever some is? I'm sure there's some pollster making some money right now on this thing. Sure. But what we're upset about is that we were led to believe that it was going to be this public effort in you know present sure. the top four names to whoever whomever and then um they have a hard time believing that anybody up there submitted pods uh, sod, excuse me pod soodles <laughs> pod <laughs> yeah that that thing <laughs> sod poodles and that maybe that was the play all along sure 
sure. And I listen. I really do understand that. I sh- I sure do. I do understand that. And I we're we're going to see more as this comes along. But have you ever seen what happens whenever you you get everything going and you get some ball playing for a couple of years, and then maybe they do like a rebranding? I mean, I've seen that happen. I mean, crazy things have happened. So I hope, I hope that people, you know, I'm, I'm like you, stand up for what you believe in, you know, and, and tell them. But I think it'll be interesting to see. I don't think, what if this isn't the final, final deal? There could be something pop up, you know, surprising uh, a little bit, you know, home opener is April. So, you know, we'll just see. I, I know Amarillo and I know. Man, if there's a if there's a lot of things I don't like, something will come out of the corner and and surprise everybody. Well, okay. <laughs> so, first of all, there are people who do like it, and let me drop a name here. Um, Jerry Hodge likes it, and I think that Jerry Hodge had a lot of money involved in this thing. Matter of sure. fact, that I got two hats today, and he's going to be signing at least one of them. Uh, Jerry Hodge, cool. uh, a Texas Tech legend <laughs> at this point. But here's my other point, is that you know, let's go through some double-A baseball teams, okay? Okay. The Vermont Lake Monsters, okay? Ooh. The Jamestown Jammers. And yeah, I, I, what's a jammer? Yeah, well, it's a grape. It looks like a, a really <laughs> mad grape on steroids um, <laughs> holding a bat. Uh, the Lee gotcha. Valley Iron Pigs. The Biloxi Shuckers, it, it, like a, an oyster, and uh, Great Fall yeah. Voyagers, and maybe my favorite, well, here's the Akron Rubber Ducks, and then the <laughs> Alber- Albuquerque Isotopes. So, but here's, the whole shtick is to get a really random thing that people buy into, right? Sure. And, so even the thing today became a Twitter moment. Uh, big events become Twitter moments. It became a Twitter moment within an hour of really? the unveiling. And from a PR standpoint, from a pitching, no pun intended, pitching a new team, uh, that makes sure. a lot of sense. Totally. And, and, you know, we started talking about it, and we haven't quit. And that is what I, I love the point. about that part of it. Yeah. I love that part. And I just wonder, so let me be your news assignments editor for just a second, Allie. Okay. All right. Okay. Here's what cool. I want to know. I want to know how much this thing that I've never bought anything from before, um, M-I-L-L-B <laughs> or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. M-I-L-B-store.com. I put in $83 today. And I'm just wondering how much revenue did that store bring in today what will it do over the next week and what breakdown does that go directly towards the organization maybe the stadium effort and that could answer a lot of questions for folks who may want to spray paint their poodles <laughs> well here here's what i will say i, I will t- i, I want to tell you this honestly Whenever I, I had to run downtown, I, ha- I had some different stuff going after uh, I got off the news. And I'm telling you, I saw a lot of people wearing sod poodle hats what? and shirts. They were handing them I, out? They they were they were for sale. You didn't get they me one? <laughs> I'm gonna, listen, I'm going to go down there and get me one. What size do you wear? Uh, I, can, yeah. I, can, well, I can hook you up because we, let me tell you We can you make why a whole segment on my size, but go ahead. <laughs> Me too. But listen, they're for sale down at the brand new hotel uh, across from the Civic Center, the big downtown embassy suites. And there is a conference room that says News Channel 10 Media. And it's used for us to go in and do, because our, our, our station is way out in the country. But guess what? The sod poodles had it all covered up and they are selling merchandise out of our conference area. Wait, Down so at the is this suite. like a personal problem now? Like you versus the sod poodles? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I thought, listen, folks are coming together. We're going to make the best of it. And we're going to get some B.A. baseball. I mean, 
can you imagine? And I hope you come down, and I hope you bring your shirt because come up. We want everybody. Yeah, I'm coming up. We're gonna. Pre- we- I'm telling you right now, we're gonna pre-record that show. So <laughs> we but, want you know, everybody. To I've come. had uh, you know, for price a little bit more laid back about this kind of stuff. But Kill Seliger, your state senator, is on, and and I asked him about this about a month ago. He was on just a couple of days ago, but proceeding one of my parting shots to kill was what do you think about the sod poodles i kind of like that name and kel told me um you would have to be mentally deranged to (laughs) want that name and i said well i like the name and i think he just repeated it again like i said you'd have to be (laughs) mentally deranged uh but i'm all on board for i know that i don't i'm not there but i just it makes it really interesting. I think that there are a lot of people in Lubbock who are thinking, hey, I'm going to go up and watch a Sod Poodles game. Now, if they'd have been the Bronk Busters, uh, no. Or the Boot Scootin' Boogies or whatever those other options. The Jerkies. Oh, yes. yes. The Jerkies. And if I can go into adult radio show for just a moment, given the history of former Amarillo mascots, the Sock <laughs> and how that thing was construed, and then you're going to be the Jerkies? Come on. Uh, but so what? what is the mascot's name? Is it going to be Soddy? Soddy the pods, uh, pod. Here I go again. Soddy the sod poodle? Right. Now is that listen, it? Is that it? Soddy? That was, that was brought up today. And I, you know, you know his name's going to be Jerry. What? <laughs> it's going to be Bobby. It's going to be, yeah. It's, it, they're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny you're not the only one that said that it's gonna and be think, saudi uh, no like no they're i mean they're gonna name so long as you I, don't spell it s-a-u-d-i i think people in amarillo would be okay with it saudi the sod what about poodle. sammy sammy the sod poodle okay well i'm good with that too uh, <laughs> the, the of everything we've discussed the worst case scenario is for Vanna Clausen to go and put a hundred thousand more of these things on the earth. <laughs> here's here's what here's what he said because he t- he took some pretty funny pictures uh, on Twitter and they're so chubby. And I said he said there's there's thousands of them, Allie. He said and I I did you know that Greg Vanna Clausen has neutered a prairie dog before? I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Why would you even need? What uh, is going on? If Bob Barker had ever been in the Panhandle, he wouldn't have been talking about cats and dogs. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, let me switch over with you right quick. Let's sure. let's talk vet school for just a moment. Just a little sure. curveball. Nothing we discussed sure. in our pre-show texts. Here is sure. my concern going forward: is that I thought there needed to be a legitimate discussion. Um, about a legitimate debate about a vet school that on Easter night or whenever it is and funding for the vet school and the budget and within the budget of the next legislature you know that number comes up and it might be 10 or it might be 20 million dollars for there to be a good front mic and back mic discussion about this in the house and then whatever Dan Patrick wants to happen in the Senate but it seems to me at this point that that's lost. And I mention this because Vinna Clausen, who's been on this show, is a, he's staunchly opposed to a vet school, and he, but he's not an Aggie, but he is a vet in the panhandle. And you don't have to speak sure. on his behalf. But sure. in the way, and I would put the onus, some of the onus on A&M in what I believe is intervention in the ousting of Bob Duncan and leveraging a dental school against a vet school what do you hear there in the panhandle about the vet school? Would you say that it's 30 against 74, or what's your breakdown there? So I, I, I'll tell you this. This is so crazy you ask. Um, I, I had just talked to uh, some large animal vets, and they said, Hey, Allie, we, we don't know if building another vet school is the deal, if that is going to help. We need to come up with some kind of program with maybe some student debt, maybe uh, a program, some tuition. We, we need to come up with something. Maybe it's not the vet school, another vet school that we need, but we do need 
you know, veterinarians, whether they're large, whether they're small, we need them out here in the country. But we're not sure the vet school building it is the way to do it. And what was interesting is then I talked to some students that said, you know, we, we, we're, we're liking it. We're, we're glad to hear that. We, you know, we want to be uh, from where we come from. We want to be able to go back. It's just we can't make any money going back, you know, say, say we live in Moore County. Say we're uh, up in Sherman County. So there's got to be some kind of, of benefit for, for veterinarians to get out in the country again and, and be able to practice and make some money. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we're going to have to see. I, I, I got a chance. I'll tell you this. This is I, I love my job. Got a chance to talk to the chancellor of Texas A&M whenever he was here, whenever West Texas A&M opened uh, their new uh, ag building. And he said, listen, we've got some issues. We, we want to get along. But he said, I, I'm committed to building a, a, a building a year up, up here in Canyon and making our vet program uh, the best it can be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be interesting, and I really think I think people want to see what uh, our, our guys in Austin are going to do. I think they've still got to go and, and make that plea and talk to the Higher Education Board. And, but we'll see. Man, you know, we... we we need people out there in the country. We can't just all haul our cows to town and, no. you know. Well, here's we the problem is that with the aforementioned John Sharp, my problem is this, that their hands are all over the ousting of Bob Duncan. And whenever I say we can't have a legitimate debate about it at this point, it's because it is a martyrdom issue. Uh, here we've gone from sod poodles and cloning sod poodles to talking about martyrdom, <laughs> but that's that's exactly what the discussion becomes. And and let me tell you, I think that Bob Duncan has a lot more friends in that legislature than John Sharp does. And if we aren't going to have a discussion based upon merits, then we're going to have a discussion based on who's our pal. And uh, sure. and that's what's happened. And that that's why I think what's happened is, you know, from my point of view. Allie, and you didn't call in to hear me go on and on about this, but <laughs> I, my, I love hearing you. <laughs> my point is this: we could have gotten fifteen vet school caliber things done over the next decade or fifteen years yeah. with a Bob Duncan, but now it's all about this one vet school, and and Duncan's gone, and that's not throwing shade on Ted Mitchell. I think Ted Mitchell would be great, but I would. I think a Texas Tech with a Ted Mitchell and a Bob Duncan is um, is a pretty powerful institution. And some texts rolling in that there are more vets, more licensed vets in Texas from outside, more licensed vets that come in from out of, speaking of Inaclausen, from out of Texas into Texas because of the sort of congestion that there is at A&M. So... We'll just see how that plays out. But you called right, in to talk. Go ahead. Well, Jay, but I want to tell you this. Have you noticed that it's kind of it's kind of gone quiet? You know, we we were we were having some stories. Yeah, and, because and they ran off and... Bob Duncan. Of course, it's going to be quiet. <laughs> you know, and and then on top of that, yeah, I could point to three or four different instances where John Sharp must be thinking. This went a lot better than I had planned because they're doing more damage to themselves than, than I could do. Uh, hashtag Regent Gate. But anyhow. Well, I want to I want to brag on you for just a second. You've done a great job keeping the people informed. And listen, that's what you and I said we want to do. We we're journalists. We want to get the story out there. We want to make it known and give us the numbers. Let's talk about it. And and I think our Amarillo guys and gals that that are in charge and 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 make big decisions i hope so much jay that that they listen to every part of it and we'll see what happens because you know this this story is going to keep going and we want to bring good info to the people and i sure hope that you and i can talk again and i hope sometime you'll come up here watch a sod poodle game and and come and visit with us on news channel 10 because 
Uh, you do a good job, and, and thanks for keeping us informed. Well, just, we say, appreciate it. just say when. <laughs> okay. Are we, are we going to hear right. this during the seventh innings? Out of there, <laughs> so, are we gonna, is this guy about to become famous? So if you're rooting for a team in that Texas I think league, he is. I yep. think he is. You know what? He's cute. Sure he can sing. And, and if he can't get it out there, Ed Montana's version sure can. Well, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Just throwing up well, the ring. I'm proud of you. I'm, well, I'm going to get you an extra large sod poodle shirt and a couple of caps. And, okay. And well, we'll I, come, uh, I appreciate that, Allie. And I'll uh, I'll try to lose some weight before then, too. Hey, I uh, appreciate you coming on. <laughs> hey, always. Keep keep on keeping on. You're doing the good work, and I'm, and I'm proud of you. And thanks for letting me weigh in a little bit, the okay? The sod poodles and the vet school. Thank you, Allie Allison. We'll Yay! see you down the road. Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> Have a good weather. evening. You too. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Uh, Going to get in and close out the program. Stay with us. We'll highlight what's coming up in the next few episodes here on the other side. Be right back from AM 580. I can feel my toes again, and not because of Wilford Brimley's uh, diabetes. Um, it's because I was out at the cross-country meet uh, watching little Grace Leeson do what she does, tear it up. Uh, coming up tomorrow, uh, next episode of Other Side of Texas, we're going to have Ross Ramsey, executive editor of the Texas Tribune, and we're going to talk about Dennis Bonin and is this a done deal? Bonin has a transition team in place and uh, moving over towards the Texas Speaker of the House. But we'll talk with Ross Ramsey about whether it's done or we need to wait on January 8th. School finance, a big issue. Uh, public schools, lifeblood of rural communities. And we're going to try to get our friend Charlie Johnson on, pastors, uh, Texas pastors for texas children excuse me uh get him on the program hear some of his cajun west texas style pitch if you've not heard from charlie before uh you'll enjoy tomorrow's program and uh we're gonna leave it there gonna get home gotta get home great family above average dinner waiting for me there at the leeson ponderosa rave on buddies we'll see you next edition of other side of texas Gringo, honey.